This developing story is brought to you by me, because I'm recording this. It's also brought to you by Block, because they pay for my salary. If you have any interest in learning how to code online with a mentor, um, send me an email at hello at briandouglas.me. just want to take some time and thank you for coming back every week and listening to this podcast about me rambling, about my thoughts and ideas. I just also want to share if there is something that I said wrong, something I said right, um, leave your comment in the show notes. Feedback is appreciated. Episode 17 of This Developing Story. So getting ready to uh, attend a conference today. It's uh, jQuery SF, which is a, I guess it's a local conference here that I've never heard of and saw it on the Twitter and decided I would go ahead and sign up for it. Uh, I think only just last week, I think I signed up for this. Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, Don't really do much jQuery. I really care much about jQuery, but it's an opportunity to go to a conference and it's not only as if it's an opportunity to go to conference, it's also very close to where I work. So I'm just literally just walking down the street, um, attending the conference, and hopefully I'll, I'll learn some stuff from it. Um, ironically, with it being jQuery, it's actually not 100% just jQuery. It's uh, actually everything JavaScript. So it's actually more of a JavaScript conference anyway. But um, yeah, it's uh, the next two days, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, what I am going to find out from it. <laughs> So I wanted to take a chance to talk about the show Silicon Valley. Um, uh, it's a show that, honestly, when I first started watching it, I wasn't really too into. Um, didn't really care much for it, um, but it kind of grew on me. Um, during season one, I got a bench watch through um, that season. And now that I'm actually here in the, the Bay Area, um, I ended up uh, going through season two, which actually just finished up um, just last week, I think. And I just want to mention, like, how true to the story they are um, as far as how it compares to real-life um, startup. Um, obviously, some things are dramatized for the sake of drama and comedy. So I think uh, the, the actual main character is... I, I'm pretty sure there's people out there who are just like him, but for me, he kind of anno- he annoys me, um, just to be blunt about it. Um, but everything else, um, it's actually pretty true to form. Um, a lot of, the, I guess there are some people, I guess the guy who, one of the writers is the guy who used to do this, uh, fake Steve Jobs account. Um, I'm not sure if he still does it, but there's a, uh, no, actually, obviously he doesn't do it. Steve Jobs passed away a few years ago. I think he retired the, the account then. And, uh, he would just, uh, put up quotes of Steve Jobs and I guess he was actually pretty ingrained in the tech scene. Um, he might've been a VC or something like that. I'm not sure, but, um, he's born on the writers. So a lot of the, um, the one-liners and stuff like that there, um, are written in there are written by him and they're, um, pretty close to reality as far as like, it's the irony of, of when they have technology and, and different shows and how off putting they are, uh, when they are the reference, it's, uh, it's, it's almost jarring um, watching it, but Silicon Valley is like the opposite. They actually are true to form. So um, I just wanted to point out um, to anybody who was watching it and curious to know how close um, actual Silicon Valley was to that. It's uh, it's pretty pretty close, other than the, um, the overemphasized characters. So if you have a chance uh, and you're interested in, I guess, the tech scene, um, I honestly would recommend checking out the show. Uh, despite the fact that it's a comedy, it's actually... Uh, 
it's a it's a pretty good uh insight um from my point of view finally um i thought of a question that for myself um curious actually while i was recording the podcast or editing the podcast last week um i know i um two weeks ago had kind of mentioned that i'm kind of a little burnt out on ruby not really burnt out per se but kind of looking elsewhere to get my learning um programming from uh, i'm not really deep deep diving in the ruby book ruby books anymore um i'm writing ruby for my day job but that's about it so the question i had was uh, is ruby dead and i think this question gets asked like every three months and i'm not gonna answer i guess every point that's made in every single blog post i highly recommend checking out blog posts i might uh, th- drop one in the show notes um, as a recommendation to read but i personally just answer question quick who has a TLDR, Ruby's not dead. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's, it's a very good language for new people to learn. So the other question I'm probably going to ask is like, um, I actually just got an email right before I started the podcast um, asking if um, the person, individual is actually looking forward to starting programming. It's brand new. And his idea is actually he wants to make a mobile app. And he's asking if he should learn Ruby as a, a first language. And if I was asked this question a year ago, I'd say absolutely. Learn Ruby. Whatever you want to do, you should just learn Ruby and then figure out how to do it with Ruby. And I don't 100% believe that that's the right way to go, uh, personally. If you want to learn Ruby, then I think you should learn Ruby. If you want to learn web development, I think you should learn Ruby first and then eventually start moving into JavaScript um, because it'll give you a good foundation knowing Ruby. Um, but as far as mobile development, I don't think that Ruby's probably the way to go. I think with Swift um, moving into 2.0 uh, and getting stronger as a language, I recommend that someone actually learn Swift. I think by the time that you get up to speed of being able to build uh, mobile applications, um, you'll probably be close to the Swift 3. Uh, not that it's going to take you a whole year, but... You're going to be going, it'll at least take you six months to get really strong and comfortable in a language. And by then, I think, um, though Objective-C is not going anywhere, I think Objective-C would be a really good language to move into next after Swift. Um, I know that's not probably not a popular way that most iOS um, programmers would probably recommend. But I I honestly think if you learn Swift first, you get the basics of programming and how variables and dictionaries or hashes work and strings um, I think objective C would be a really good transition because then you start getting more into typecasting and garbage uh, I don't know if you do garbage collection um, well, I guess you do garbage collection because they had the whole double and the float problem but then you get you start getting into more computer science problems um, in objective C and objective C is still not going anywhere um, anytime soon so it'd be a good transition so if you're in that's being said, if you get the assumption of you actually want to do iPhone and iOS programming as far as your quote-unquote mobile um, development. Um, if you want to do Android, obviously that's Java. I have no experience in Java. I have no interest in learning Java. Um, but, yeah, you'd have to make that decision. As far as answering that question, I highly recommend looking into Swift as your first language. As I personally went through the Swiftrist um, tutorial which gives you a really good overall um, look at Swift, but also helps you build an app to kind of like, handhold you in building an app to show you how everything's done. Um, I think that would be a really good intro. Um, a full disclosure, it's, it's written by the company that I work for. So, um, yeah, 
just so you know that. But um, yeah, highly recommend Switchrest and doing Switch first. And then um, once you get a, a good understanding, not a good understanding, once you get your feet up with Swift, um, I highly I recommend moving in the Objective-C um, as, as Objective-C is more of a mature language and it's not going anywhere soon and you'll probably end up needing to see some and understand Objective-C eventually. And with that being said, I am one week into my iOS course for Block. Um, surprisingly, actually not too surprisingly, I actually went through quite a bit of the checkpoints. Um, the last week I think I might have went to at least over like 10 or 11, I think. Um, about to complete my 12th, um, which will put me right before I start my first project. So I should have a completely a complete um, iPhone app uh, built in Objective-C within the next two weeks, um, if not within a week. Uh, my goal is to set aside at least 12 hours a week. Um, last week, I only hit about eight hours, um, so I was four hours shy of my goal, but still over-exceeded. Um, where I needed to be as far as um, getting through the course. Um, I'm finding that this it's different from the first time I went to the block course. Um, I read every single thing, made sure I understand, stood everything, um, even reread certain checkpoints over and over. Um, this go around, obviously, I don't need to do that. Um, I already understand the basic underlying concepts of computer science and programming, so I don't need to really, really deep. Um, dive into how arrays work um, just because I already understand that and since I've already partially gone through this course um, a year ago uh, a lot of the course is actually still the same um, there's quite a few updates a lot of differences now um, but for the most part the idea of learning the basic concepts of Objective-C um, I've pretty much got down which has kind of helped me get through the course a lot faster um, I'm hoping to be more consistent in my learning schedule. And I'm doing about two hours a night, um, as opposed to when I used to do this. It was like f four to six hours. Um, only doing about two hours, maybe an hour, some some nights. And uh, if I stay consistent, hopefully I will um, complete this course quicker than I, I would have thought. Mm -hmm.